Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast of the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship, located in Southeast Ontario. Unitarian Universalism is a progressive free faith grounded in the promises of community and inspired by how we hold our shared faith's principles and sources. For more information about Canadian Unitarianism, please go to our website, kuf.ca, and our national website, cuc.ca. At this time, I'd like to ask Leo to come forward. Leo is going to light our chalice this morning. You may see Leo. You may not see Leo. He's one of those faces that works downstairs with our children, has been for four years. And one of his jobs along the way was uh, a tech advisor. So sometimes he'd come and we'd get tech advice and learn things like Google Docs from Leo. It was wonderful. He's done many great things along the way. This is his last Sunday with us. It's not the last one. It's okay. I'll tell him. Oh, more on that from Beckett. And as we light our chalice, I'd like to have a, uh, give you a reading from Charles Flagg. I've adapted it from a call and response to just a reading called Every Endeavor Begins with a First Step. Every endeavor begins with a first step and encounters darkness and difficulty along the way. We know the darkness of ignorance, of fear, and of tyranny. Yet we also know the dawning of the light, the beginnings of hope, and the renewal of life. Blessed be the eternal power which inspires us to kindle this light. Blessed be the source of light and of life. I have some opening words to share with us today from... Um, from my colleague, the Reverend Sam Trumbor, who's uh, my settled ministry colleague in Albany, New York. So I invite you now into a time of gratitude, reflection, renewal, and hope. What an unearned blessing to delight in the calming peace of this space. To hear the robin's song at daybreak. To feel the warmth in this room and to enjoy the promise of summer almost upon us. Each moment of wakefulness has so many gifts that offer energy and delight, yet too often they seem unavailable as the weight of our troubles press us down. The threats to our well-being, real or exaggerated, feel like mosquitoes in the night looking for a place to land. Minds become captive to rising floodwaters, forceful, murky, threatening, and ominous, even in moments of great danger. The direction of attention is a choice. 
fear can dominate the mind, binding it like a straitjacket, or love can unbind it and open it to resource and opportunity. The soil of the mind can be watered with kindness. The thorns can be removed one by one to appreciate the buds that are ready to flower. Great possibilities await us even if all we can see is the cliff just before us. The grandeur of life of which we are a part scatters rainbows in every direction even as the deluge approaches. Holding reality and possibility together is the holy, hope-filled work of humanity. If we choose it again and again in love. Um, let's take a moment for some meditation, some, some inward turning. Let's all take a moment to be like the seed that hasn't germinated yet. There are so many ways that beginnings and endings touch our daily lives. And we can now take a moment out of our weekly time gathered together for meditation, contemplation, contemplating endings and beginnings, contractions and expansions. Take a moment to think of a time when something that was wonderful came to a natural ending in your life. This could be any part of your life experience for which you're grateful. Any regular habit, occurrence, or maybe a person. A shift in a family system when there's a new addition. A shift in a community that welcomes new members. Anything that feels like change that should be celebrated. And allowing that bittersweet celebration to stay with you a moment, shift now to thinking of a new beginning, a moment of expansion, some expansion that happened somewhere in the scope of your experience. And this could be, again, a new person being added to a family. It could be a change in a system. It could be finding a new job. It could be that moment of tension as you walk into an interview or sign for a new home.
These are the beginnings. Expansions that are worthy of celebration. Both contractions and expansions are new experiences. Endings and beginnings can feel like something that we should celebrate and mark even if we are sad, even if a change feels like a loss, even if it makes us uncomfortable and it's hard to sit with, it's hard not to push it away. So gently take a deep breath, perhaps a happy sigh or a bittersweet sigh. Know that you are doing this exactly how you should. Your wholehearted presence are needed in every relationship. They are needed in the promise of this community. You are one of the creators who holds the shifts that are a part of each year of this fellowship, including our contractions and expansions. You're one of the givers of understanding and of wholeness and of presence to the worth within all that is all who gather here. Take one final gentle deep breath and come back to this time and this place. So, into the light. I was thinking about the word emergence and all of the, the meanings of it. And I saw the Latin emergere. Emergere? Who speaks Latin? Emergere? Emergere. Thank you. Ruth, thank you. Um, and it means to bring to light. One definition I found is the process of coming into view or becoming exposed after being concealed. And it made me think of the Italian words for to give birth. To give birth in Italian is dare alla luce. And it means to give to the light. I love that phrase. Sometimes I even think of the bumper sticker wisdom that comes when you forget to turn your phone off. Um, No, seriously. The bumper sticker wisdom, when one door closes, another one opens. Everybody's heard that, right? Um, And in my experience, sometimes it's a window and not a door. But that's okay. All of this points to the moments in life when something arises anew or is revealed to us from a place we couldn't see before. And whenever something emerges, there is some dust left behind with the shiny newness of this fresh experience. Sometimes we choose to stay in the place we already were even after the door is opened. Perhaps even after an experience of things falling apart, but we're hesitant to walk away from what we know, even if it's no longer whole. It still holds our memories and holds our love. Richard Rohr wrote a blog post called Change as a Catalyst for Transformation. 
And in it, I excerpted just a few sentences. He says, quote, the word change normally refers to new beginnings, but transformation, the mystery we're examining, more often happens not when something new begins, but when something old falls apart. The pain of something old falling apart, chaos, invites the soul to listen at a deeper level. It invites and sometimes forces the soul to go to a new place because the old place is falling apart. Otherwise, most of us would never go to new places. Close quote. There's something healthy in reframing a word the way this author just did for us. It's not change. It's transformation. And it's not even something that we caused, but simply a piece of our experience of the interdependent web that has us interconnected and intersecting so much. So why do we sometimes remove ourselves from things? Why do we hold ourselves apart or not reach out when we need help or assume that we weren't invited to something when it simply isn't an invite kind of thing and of course we would be welcome there? There's a risk as we live our lives of limiting our connection to each other. Uh, the artist Emily Carr wrote the following quote, and I'm going to disagree with it on, on a piece, one piece of it. Quote, you come into the world alone and you go out of the world alone, yet it seems to me you are more alone while living than even going and coming. Close quote. I don't agree that we're more alone in the living than the going and the coming. But I do think we risk that if we don't intentionally connect with others, if we don't find our way into commitments and promises and relationships, if we don't find our way into a community, we do risk that. We risk that aloneness traveling with us through life. There are very tangible promises that can translate into covenant, specifically covenantal relationship. And that's the bedrock that this faith is built on. This is how we can know we have companions by our side. This is how we know that we have been welcomed into the light. Right into companionship with one another. I'd imagine some of you have heard of a book called When Things Fall Apart by the Buddhist teacher Pema Chodron. Does anybody else have that on their bookshelf? Okay, there's a few. All right, all right. It's a beautiful book. I'm sure the library has it if the rest of you or any of you want to read it. She writes, quote, Embarking on the spiritual journey is like getting into a very small boat and setting out on the ocean to search for unknown lands. With wholehearted practice comes inspiration, but sooner or later we will also encounter fear. For all we know, when we get to the horizon, we're going to drop off the edge of the world. Like all explorers, we're drawn to discover what's waiting out there without knowing yet if we have the courage to face it. End quote. Okay, so I'm getting into a little boat, 
and I'm terrified because I don't know where I'm going. So the image that came to me, and this is, I'm going to tell you a story, and it's a little goofy, but it's very me. <laughs> this is kind of an everyday way that I experience this on a small scale that we can translate to a larger scale. I always use GPS when I'm going anywhere. My phone is plugged into my car and Siri is nagging me the entire time I'm driving from any point to any other point, especially if I don't know where I'm going, if I've never been there. And I always have a fully charged phone just because it makes me more comfortable. If I'm going a long distance, I tend to have things timed out and planned and scheduled and reserved and organized. Um, as my supervising minister once said, I'm a J to the power of J. I like things organized, color-coded. If you've been in my office, you know what I'm talking about. And you should probably buy stock in Post-its. Um, but when I learned how to drive, no cell phones and there were no GPS's. I had a paper map in my car and some loose change for the payphone. And then I thought I was so modern and 20th century, thank you very much, when I had a calling card that required me to punch in 25 to 35 digits just to get to my few prepaid minutes. Right? These were the things I did to help that fear. As I was sitting in the small boat, I was afraid of what might be waiting for me in the places I'd never been or that I would get lost or find myself lost in the middle of the night. I mean, this is a real thing, right? And GPS and mobile phones have completely shifted this for me and suddenly I'm not... That fear doesn't trap me anymore when I'm in my little boat. My little boat of metal driving through my life. Traveling isn't as stressful and being able to practice with travel feeling comfortable has meant that sometimes I can even travel now without planning ahead. So there's the practice that allows us to face our fear and transform an experience through life. And it allows me to be a little more spontaneous, perhaps, and a little less fearful than when I was a girl or a young woman in the world. To quote Anipema from another of her books, let difficulty transform you and it will. In my experience, we just need help learning how not to run away. Endings and beginnings, contractions and expansions. Your wholehearted presence in relationship and in community is a gift to everyone sitting around you today. Your offering of your wholeness and your reflecting to each other the worth that you have in each other's lives is what makes it possible for us to withstand the endings and the beginnings and celebrate all of it. Dare alla luce. To give to the light. Welcome to spring. 
to longer days, and to the wonder and awe that comes with each day we have in these, our precious human lives. And let us take this wonder and this awe and turn to one another and see what you have to offer this community. Turn to one another. Actually, turn to one another. coming. <laughs> See what's around you? See what you have to offer? And what is being offered to you every time you show up? I gave you a millisecond and this room exploded in conversation. <laughs> We are navigating together what it means to live into community. And that today included a goodbye of a dedicated servant and member of this community and our staff. And that included a hello to our new religious exploration coordinator who is amazing. I cannot wait for you to get to know her. So let's do that. Let's navigate this together. And let's remember that this fellowship is our very own small boat. Harayom Shanti Shalom, peace. Blessed be.
beginnings and endings, contractions and expansions. This is a part of community and it's a part of what we are to each other and how we are to each other and we can hold each other through all these things. Look around you. Just look this time. <laughs> look around you. Everyone around you has something to offer you. And everyone around you is waiting for the something that you have to offer. Go in peace, friends. Have a beautiful week. After service today, path to membership, meeting with me in here, RE committee in the Ratcliffe room, and at 2 o'clock, repair cafe downstairs on the ground level. Have a fabulous week. Oh, and there's cake. Thank you for joining us for this Sunday service podcast from the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship. Please feel free to check back each month for additional episodes. And if you're able to contribute financially to this community-supported enterprise, we would deeply appreciate your generosity in any amount.